0: Hello, Swords and Sound. I thought that I could space out my childhood episodes. Um, and obviously these two episodes won't, won't cover my whole life. <laughs> um, because in many ways, it feels like all I've had until now is childhood. I know that I'm fully 22 years old, but I'm like, up until 19, I was a child. Like my fa- oh my god the turtles are out yeah uh, they're all together has a little family little unit uh, it's also chillier than I expected but I always get like uncomfortably warm like a mile and a half into the walk so I don't I don't mind at all and it's a sunny day a uh, little cloudy but not overcast at all uh, still warming up from the storm big storm we had this weekend. Um, but I have, I'm not sure when the next guest will appear, but it seems as though it would be in between these episodes, so I just wanted to crank out another one. And luckily I fell back asleep after <laughs> that recording, and I had a good day at work, so ready to talk more about the Chicago Childhood. And I think something that I just, like, kind of realized or, like, hit me during work is I I kind of think that the reason I, another reason aside from just, like, not being a particularly nostalgic individual um, is that my life is somewhat complicated, I guess, or it's just not as straightforward as most people's, um, especially because, like, beyond switching schools or moving around or living in between places um, and by that I mean like cities like San Diego and Chicago um, just the family dynamics are like there's an extra extra layer of having divorced parents uh, some of my friends like have divorced parents very much used to go are used to go in between their houses but most of them most people <laughs> that I know who have divorced parents live in the same state or live in the same city, or just like relatively close to one another. Uh, So as much as they also get like the whole, you always had a backpack to go to one of their houses, I would have a suitcase. (laughs) I'd have my silly little suitcase. And then for a time when I was younger, um, my dad had a condo that he would like split with this. Oh my God, squirrel, hey. Just on the side, you just don't really see them around this part of the neighborhood often um so he would come like once a month for the early years of my childhood and he just like became less and less or was there less frequently as I got older um but my mom at like different ages and because I was a kid I don't like quite know exact dates because it's just not (laughs) something you pay attention to um so she would have different like long-term boyfriends, and most of them had kids. And there's like two families that really felt like that was the thing, like that, those were my families. And that's why I always say like, I'm an only child, but I had a lot of step-siblings growing up. Because I did, and like there's times where we lived together, stuff like that. Um, so, I <laughs> I always make that point too. Like, I swear, I'm not a selfish brat. I know how to look out for other people, um, but at the same time, I feel like that also affected me very deeply. Because then you have these people who are your siblings, and they just get taken away from you, and that's like hard, um, obviously. So, yeah, it's it's a wild world, but the kind of point is it's just there's a lot to explain about like the people involved in my life or the kind of stages that there are before I can even just like, tell the story of a day, if that makes sense. So there's a day that I wanna talk about now, but I have to explain one of the families <laughs> to get there. Cause I can't just say like, oh, you know, my brother, because <laughs> then you're like, where is he now uh, kind of thing. And so it's interesting, but for, A few years when I was younger, and I don't know, I want to say like first grade to like fifth grade, something like that, Um, I was dating this guy, he lived really close to us, and he had three kids. Uh, We were all two years apart, so the youngest one was two years younger than me, it was me, and then the next one was two years older than I was, the next one was two years older than him, and... But the, so at any given point, we were in, like, I was in school with one of them, except for the oldest. Um, but, yeah, like, they're, I don't know what's too much to say, but their mom had passed away of cancer when my youngest brother was still really young. So the oldest one was, like, the most angsty and detached and, like, really remembered her and their dynamic even more than like oldest middle and youngest really without grappling with different stages of remembrance and like especially being as young as all of us were even the old my oldest brother uh it's still kind of hard to process that level of grief and not that I participated in the grief but like watching it you could see how it affected their dynamic and how they were as people, and their relationship with their dad, everything. Um, but basically, my youngest brother and I, we got along really well. He's a Pisces. He was the biggest crybaby ever. Um, he, he literally got, he hated getting water in his face, so he like took baths until he was a little too old. And, uh, he's the best. I love him. Um, so yeah, and it was I, my mom really did her best that even after the breakups that she would try and keep me like close with these people who would become my siblings. So after she broke up with their dad, rightfully so, love these men like she should. She she did the right thing. I like I and I even at a young age understood that because um, though she went to therapy, I was still like number one <laughs> consulting source because um, it's not only oldest daughter things, but only child things, is you have to carry all of that, you have to it doesn't get dispersed, you, you're the soul vessel um, it's it's a lot sometimes, but it's made me all the more capable, made me who I am and is, not to rehash, but I'm grateful for every part of my journey I'm so holy, like the worst things that have happened to me, I'm literally I'm grateful that i found a way to get through that it's happened to me all that whatever um but like he went my youngest brother and I went on vacation with my best friend like a year after stuff like that and th- though we don't really keep in touch anymore that like it not being so abrupt definitely meant a lot to me and made my life easier as a kid um but my younger brother and I were in school at the same time or in what was the year like 2008 um but Chicago has like a few like infamous blizzards there's one that I think was in 2008 and him and I went to school together at the time and we had the same day off but our older brothers didn't um and our house my mom and I's house um we were building a back like patio, but it's like elevated one, not just on the ground kind of thing. Or is a porch? I don't know. I'd say patio. Um, but basically we had these like two big, I guess it's French doors maybe? And you could run from the guest bedroom through the den onto the back porch and we hadn't put up a fence yet because it was winter so you could only get as far as you got in the summer. That's kind of it in Chicago because you know the snow, you don't really want to do much if the wood's going to have to be like retouched up, um, retouched uh, in the spring or summer, whenever it gets drier, s- summer in Chicago. Uh, um, so we could run all the way back there, and we would jump into the snow banks, because they were so high that it was almost level with these like very elevated porch that was like second floor almost, floor and a half is kind of funky levels. Um, so it was so fun, it was such a good time, and this is where the thing about him hating water is like if he even got snow in his, like he always had to like turn and jump backwards there because there was the snow again in his face, um, but I loved our backyard, and it was a great time, uh, we had a lot of like, we're big, I mean the Midwest, we like barbecues and playing cornhole and stuff like that. Um, but we we had a pretty like long house. I don't know how to describe it another way. So in the summer we would have, like that's the cornhole would be set up on like the sidewalk and the little grassy bit by the street. And then we would have like, we did also have a, we had a patio, so I guess it would be a porch that we were building. Um, the patio would have the grill, seating, whatever. And then we had our little grassy bit in the backyard. It always had. Uh, sprinkler going, whatever. I love to play in the sprinkler. And <laughs> I'm always, I'm just a water baby. It's fine. We don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I had a gerbil named Brownie, and he passed away. And I asked him, I was like, could you please bury him in our backyard? And one time at one of these parties, we had a little brick wall and I accidentally overheard from just behind the brick wall, my mom was telling one of her friends, she was like, yeah, I threw that thing away in a shoebox," And I was like, I was heartbroken that she had lied to me because she even went to the extra effort of like marking a little burial spot in the (laughs) backyard in this little like, uh, along our back furthest fence uh, near the alley. Uh, She had put like these two seashells to denote a grave. And I was so betrayed by that. It was insane, um, <laughs> and I had these two twin neighbors next door. They're little little girls. Uh, again, I'm so bad with ages, but I'm they're like eight years. I was probably nine when they were born. And I started babysitting them when I was like 11, and uh, I won't use names, but they're, these two, they're families from Ireland, so they were, they had little Irish accents, and I would, whenever i go babysit them, they would draw, they had a little ball pit in their basement, um, sometimes we would make like cookies together, and they would draw things for me sometimes, and that's how I found out that like, in the UK, they say love heart instead of just like a heart, and it was, you know, fair enough, because it could be anatomical. Um, but <laughs> it was just, adorable, and our favorite game was, I would, like, take turns picking them up, or pick both of them up if I could, even though I as a little kid, the swimming, you know, makes you <laughs> deceivingly strong, and, yeah, so I would just carry them around, and I'd be like, oh my god, we're gonna go to this city now, we're gonna go to this place they get so excited, and if they didn't know what a place was, then I'd carry them both over to the computer and I'd look it up and I'd show them the place that we were, woo, flying to. I'll pause. I thought it was done, but hopefully I'm far enough away that you can't hear the car alarm still. And... Yeah, so... It was fun to have the little neighbors, and one time one of my friends was with me, and she was helping me to babysit. Uh, and because I had the ball pit, I charged my little uh, warriors with information. And I said, "When well, as soon as she comes downstairs, you gotta start throwing them at her. She was just assaulted by these tiny little twins. And it was the cutest thing. <laughs> it, was, it was good to have them on my side. But I just always love kids. I think they're the sweetest little creatures in the world and I call everything creatures so let me live with that (laughs) term that usage Um, but what else another backyard sir is my best friend Callum I used to so from we met in preschool and we went to Montessori school but, and we, like, we had magic nightgowns, we have pictures from our first sleepover, and it was cute. He had such a fun room, we had matching Hello Kitty radios, both so obsessed with Hello Kitty. Uh, but he always loved Animal Planet, and he always made me watch the meerkat show. And I was like, I don't want to, but he was very much in charge of our friendship, and so I just like followed along. He was a- he was a whole month older than me, or is, I don't know what I'm saying, was. because I, I was talking about the past, but he's a whole month older than me. Not even. Not even a month older than me. His birthday is March 17th. Uh, we always had joint birthday parties, we would do- there was a- one year I remember. So I brought the wind, but we went to Pump It Up, which is like the bouncy castle kind of place. We had a great time, we were matching outfits, we were matching outfits a lot. Um, <laughs> it was so fun But he had a pool in his backyard And we were also good friends With his next door neighbor And so the three of us would play in the pool all summer Even though they also had a pool We just preferred Callum's house Because uh, he also had a dog like A little golden retriever She's the sweetest puppy in the world Um by puppy I mean she was very old It was sad when she passed away When we were in like second grade maybe Um but we'd make like whirlpools in the in the pool, and then we just let it take us around. Whenever we had enough kids, um, we would make the lemonade stands <laughs> and give out lemonade to the the it's just quintessential childhood stuff. Give out lemonade to the workers in the street that did like landscaping or whatever, and we it's something called the backyard Olympics. Which I took from my my time at SeaWorld because they have a show I think called the Backyard Olympics. I was not creative in my stealing of the the names, uh, but, but the events were different. We would make little well, obstacle courses for each other and see so who would run them faster. We did a lot of potion making. This was just a classic: We'd go around the neighborhood and collect ingredients, and go into the backyard and make disgusting little mud soups and whatever Uh, we would also have like poetry competitions and I found when I found a Hello Kitty notebook at my house where this took place and every time I just always was like yours is better yours is better I like I just gave him every win so I was like yeah you're better it's fair it was it was fun and I like I know I'm not a good singer, but I've always loved singing. And this might be an excuse, but he because he's half Filipino, he's really good at singing. Cause, you know, most so many Filipino people, especially the ones I know, they're so good at singing. It's so great. And, like it's glorious. Um it's family gatherings, whenever we played karaoke played karaoke did karaoke. Sorry. Um Like, I was like, wow, this is so fun. Um, He also had really... I loved the family gatherings, because he has a really big family, and that's just the part that's in the U.S. Um, And, like, every single time, regardless of why we got together for the most... almost, Almost every single time. When we got older, it wasn't as common, but there would always be, like, awful pig on, like, the rooks guy, you know? And... I, if you speak Spanish, you don't know what puto is, it's a rice cake, but I love puto. It's so good, and like, the longanisa, and I just love Filipino food, they're a big comfort food for me. Because his mom would always make us fried rice, but she would do it with spam. And so I love, I love spam fried rice, what can I say? Um, and we also, his mom would always get us, an obscene amount of lumpia because <laughs> we would just sit down and eat all of it it was but that was just like more in our more daily life same with like always had a lot of haichu um that was fun I love his mom so much uh so yes lots of sleepovers there is I, where his mom so his mom like is works in a hospital. She works, um, what's it called? Oh God, how did I forget the name? Oh, IVF. She does IVF stuff. Um, so she would have a lot of late nights. She just works a lot in general. But there was one time where she just wasn't coming, like home. So we got a. She had a king size, like bed. I think it was a California king or we were just tiny, I don't really know. (laughs) But we got to stay in his mom's room and we watched Keeping Up With The Kardashians and we felt like such grown adults. And I, the next day, my mom picked me up. (laughs) I was like imitating how they talked and everything and had a grand old time recounting our tall, tall tales. Um, but my mom, like, throughout my life, she's really liked biking, and so we did a lot of bike rides together. We'd go to, I have to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd do a lot of bike rides together, specifically one through a cemetery, specifically, but did not enunciate it that well. Um, that was, it was just, we did a lot, because there was a road that divided it, because it's a pretty big one. Also, side note, I am a fairly superstitious person if I have not covered that, and I will always either cross my fingers or hold my breath when I go past the cemetery, preferably both. Um, So yes, it was was rough riding a bike through that. We also did that with my um, three brothers often. I got a Dairy Queen, and I did Girl Scouts for a fair amount of my youth, I think I did up until like sixth grade, uh, which is juniors, I'm pretty sure, like the kind of, oh no, a bird nest fell, there's no eggs in it, thankfully, but still so sad, anyway, um, what was I Oh, one of the girls that I did, I think, brownies with, might have even been daisies, but I feel like it was brownies. Um, her dad owned that Dairy Queen, and so I like every time I'm in there, I remember being a small child making dilly bars. I was like, I know what you guys are up to in the back. I've been there, <laughs> and I felt so special every time. And like to this day, I'll go and I'll be like, I know how your dilly bars are made. Fools, thing I don't know. Um, but there's still that child part of my brain that's latched on to those notions of notoriety and places where such thing need not be um, but yeah, and I was kind of like I do distinctly remember being sad because after oh, sorry about the wind. my mom like broke up with their dad because we would still do the same bike rides without them, and all I could remember is like, the stupid stuff that my brothers used to do when they were riding bikes, and I could like so viscerally like feel them in place with us that I would just, I didn't understand this at the time either, but I just stopped going on the bike rides. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just didn't realize that it's because it made me too sad. Um, so, fun stuff. But my mom eventually got into like proper cycling, like would do like road races and stuff. I think this was early when I was in high school, maybe. Um, so she's kind of sick. She had the really big ups. She, she's, I don't stutter. She's the kind of person that can like ride with no hands. I think is insane. How do you ride with no hands? I can do one hand. It's like, I had a hand off not to flex on you too hard, but no hands is a little wild. Um, speaking of no hands, when I was a small, small child, I had the time of my life when my mom would take her hands off the wheel, and I wouldn't see if she was driving with her knees. I thought she was just like magically steering the car. <laughs> and it was fun. Cause even like as a small baby, I was, as I say, an angel baby, cause I just didn't like cry or anything. Just generally very well behaved, but the one thing is that I wouldn't go to sleep unless I was like in motion. Either being carried around in my baby bjorn or like in a stroller in the car preferably. And I always slept really well on planes too. Um so I just always a little in motion child. True Aries, what can I say? Um but i always loved the car and i would like as, even as a tiny baby i would like giggle apparently a lot and just laugh a bunch whenever my mom would go fast or like suddenly go fast and <laughs> so i encouraged the behavior and one of my nana's favorite stories to tell me tells me over and over again <laughs> is that i apparently as a little kid um, i didn't know better but i got my mom in trouble with my dad because I mentioned that my mom drive fa- would drive fast. And so she was, I was like, oh she's so speedy. And he apparently got like riled up about it. I don't know. I don't always know what gave him the gall, but I guess checks and balances. Um, who knows? But my Nana was like picking me up from school because my mom was single mom in Chicago, doing whatever she could. And my Nana just couldn't pick me up more days than my mom could before the swimming carpool happened in like 2008 um sorry but yeah no so it was what was I saying oh and then I was like well why was she driving so fast and she's so proud of this question she was like I asked you your dad never thought to ask you why she was driving fast and my answer was because dragons were chasing us so I would always whoa, there's a crane. Hey, um, I looked really cool. It's flying. It was kind of funky. Got a cool form. Um, <laughs> how many ums? Nine in list. But yeah, so she was just proud of that, and I was, as I would incite the speeding it was, it was on me. She was doing it for my enjoyment. a little glimpse into the little child brain but also my aunt who's my godmother um we're not actually related but there, there's a lot of people in my life we're not related but I call them like aunt or uncle well I say auntie um for be honest I just have never not said auntie <laughs> um but anyway her my mom's been best friend since they were like kids or specifically teenagers they met became close when they were like 14. They had their first apartment in Chicago together, all of that fun stuff. And she's still like her and my uncle are like two of my favorite people in this world. I love them so dearly with my whole heart. And we but the point is my mom, my aunt and I would travel a bunch and we would specifically do road trips because they both, like the Cubs, were like a Cubs family, if I haven't said this before. So we would do road trips to wherever they were having games. We did like a road trip to their spring break in Arizona once. And it was just, I've seen like most of the major league baseball stadiums in the US as a result. <laughs> just cause we just would want, like every year we'd kind of choose like a different team to go see. And then we'd drive. And this is part of why I'm so place oriented but I'd be sitting in the back, and my mom would hand me the map, and she'd be like, you gotta tell us where to go. And I did it. I did it without flaw. Even watching Get Smart in the back, giggling, literally watching the movie on repeat, regardless of how long the drive was. Because so we had the extended version, and I thought Get Smart was hilarious. That was the pinnacle of humor. Maybe it still is. I haven't watched him in a long time. But I love Anne Hathaway, and Steve Carell is a lovely individual. So it maybe it still hits, is the point, but I think that's part of why I'm so, like, place-oriented, because I was so determined, I was like, this is on me, I gotta know everything, I gotta know the rules of the road, I was so stressed, I was so ready, um, and I got us there, you know, what can I say, but we, we would also, like, go places in the world together, and my first, uh, trip my first international flight was when I was like six months old and the first country I went to was England because we had like a day in London before we went to the south of Italy and last summer uh, my mom and I went back just the two of us like Positano Capri all like you know the quintessential parts Naples what have you. I went to Venice on my own for the Biennale and I loved it. So good. Um, truly love Venice so much. But she'd be like, this is where I went as a baby and it was kind of cool to see like all the things that she had told me as stories from our first trip together as a little trio. And I think those things mean a lot to her not just because it was the first time that she could show me the world and because it took her she had always wanted to travel when she was young and didn't get the chance to until she was like 14 and she went to France on like a school trip with money that she saved up for it with because just in general she had to pay for most things in her life Um, and for like her little brother, stuff like that, my uncle, obviously obviously he's my uncle I mean but uh, she she just didn't have a great she she had a just yeah, but won't detail that too much. But she was just always on travel, and I know that 14 isn't like that old. But she just there was a, many years before that could happen again. and So I think she was really proud to do that for me. And because my whole situation with my dad wasn't great, this was like a little moment of pride and like relief for her to have her best friends. and my aunt gave me a little sip of wine. <laughs> I, to, like let me put my finger, like dip it into her wine glass and lick my finger. <laughs> so she was very proud to have given me my first taste of alcohol is the point, as any good aunt should do. <laughs> but yeah, and anytime I go and see her and my uncle, they always have a bottle of bubbly for us. And it's a good time. They also, like just at their house they'll always have I don't know the name but unfortunately but they kind of like stand for like a hog leg I guess. A hog leg, I can't say that. Um but they like will just like hand slice their prosciutto stuff like that. Very big foodies, very big travel. So it's a good time, very lucky. There are points in like high school, high school specifically, where my mom would have to go out of town for work and I could have stayed home alone, but I was like, no, I'm gonna go stay with my aunt and uncle. And they would, um, my uncle's from Japan. He likes to cook a lot. My aunt likes to bake a lot. So she would bake like really fun desserts for us every night after dinner, but he would make me the best lunches. I had such a good time. I was living the life. So of course I didn't stay with them. And it was also closer to school and everything staying with them, and whenever I do, to this day, I still love it, I still have a great time, but, yeah, no, and then also, when I was little, whenever my mom just needed a day to herself or something, I would sleep over, this was before my aunt and my uncle, but they, I would stay over at her apartment downtown, and she lived right above the L um, in the loop and you could always hear the train coming and I would go and press my face because she had like floor to see like windows and I would press my face against the glass and look down at the train it was the brown line specifically because um, it was right by like that massive McDonald's and the Hard Rock Cafe if you're from Chicago then you know um, but yeah we would order like Indian or Mediterranean food from two places nearby I loved Rizas specifically the kebabs are crazy good. And... Yeah. It was, it was fun. And that's how I listened to Adele for the first time. Because I... Like I said, I, I just didn't handle sleeping in new places very well all the time. and the city you this, I mean. <laughs> but... So even though like I knew it her apartment, it was still just interesting. And... Later effect um <laughs> sorry lost my train of thought so i would have her ipod and i would just put music until i fell asleep and that's how i found adele it was right after her album 19 came out my aunt gave me her ipod and i just played 19 and went to sleep and it was it was love at first listen me and adele inseparable ever since she's and i love like i so definitively attached my aunt to Adele and I don't even know if she like loves Adele like that I haven't asked her at like I should kind of want to um but I just so clearly credit that to her we would always have little dance parties she had a macbook which I thought was so cool because this is like the 2000s and I was like whoa that's sick we would just play music dance around her apartment have good food and it's the life she had such a cool apartment too she had this really fun like long tall cylindrical lamp and it had like little wood like prickly bits that kind of made it look like a hedgehog or a porcupine sorry and it was like but the spikes would point up and i would play with them flip the directions even though you weren't really supposed to but she didn't care she'd let me do whatever and it's a great time. Just the fondest memories. It was such like a warm environment. There was a lot of like darker woods, but not too dark. It was a lot of warm soft lighting, very ambience, lots of like reds, but like wine, deep wine reds kind of thing. And some dark gold. It was just beautiful. She's great. And everywhere we went in the world, she gets a map from there. and so. Oftentimes to this day, I will get her a map from wherever I am if I know she hasn't been there. Which is not many places I've been that <laughs> she hasn't. Um, but you know, we'll try. we will try and get there. <laughs> I want to give her cool maps. And so she would just have the most beautiful maps from all over the world just framed on her walls. With their, Some of them would be ornate, some of them would be sleek and modern. And yeah, it's just... Amazing, she's the best influence on my life, I think. She takes her, she has several other goddaughters, and she takes her role very seriously and just makes sure every year to like spend quality time with each of us for like at least a week kind of thing and really check in to make sure that like we're all doing okay. And that's so meaningful to me. And she has some that are like much younger than me, and there's one time where I was staying. With her and my uncle at the same time sorry if you can hear my voice of being a little emotional i just care about her so deeply i love her so much um but one of her little goddaughters was staying with her um from tennessee and it was so fun to see in action like how respectful and how much they treated her like an adult at like the little like fancy dinners we'd go out to and the ways that they would ask her like so gently about things that they figured must be weighing on her like her home life and her social life like what she must be going through and they're just the most from my uncle just the most like supportive thoughtful individuals and it's the kind of thing where as a kid you just feel like you're part of an adult conversation you know And you don't necessarily know that they're, like, helping you work through things. That they're helping you have, like, breakthroughs. And I was just so grateful to know that I had that in my life as a kid. Even though at the time I thought we were just, like, having fun dance parties. You know? Um, So, she very much um, such a big part of my heart. And she's someone that I don't, I think I don't talk about a ton. Like, I'm her biggest advocate and I we'll brag about her any chance i get um and i always text her saying how much i love her and how much i miss her and whenever any the three of us now that it's kind of crazy that i travel without my mom now um just because that's like the thing that we did that's when we were the most hello that's when we were the most you know us if you will is like me starting at like age 15, sharing a bottle of wine every meal <laughs> wherever we were in the world and just having a good time. And that's when we like really would connect on a soul level and could have more meaningful talks. We both have, we both have that eighth house moon, you know, the vibes, breaking the taboos, talking about things. And we're always like, I don't know why people don't talk about this stuff. They're so silly. Um, so that's why it is just genuinely strange for me to travel that hurt. But anyway, the three of us will, like, text in a group chat to send pictures of of wherever we are and be, like, thinking of you. Whatever, whatever. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, it's nice. It's... Well, life is so beautiful. I... Again, I try and talk about my life and I just end up saying things about the people I care about most and in large part, I guess that's maybe as much as like explaining my situations to people is difficult. It's also like when I try and talk about myself and my life, I have such a strong tendency to just talk about the people I love <laughs> and because they're so, I'm so proud of them and people are my favorite thing in this world um, so I'm so into psychology so into philosophy and all this stuff, as much as it was to help me get through my traumas in life. It was also just like, I never want to like misunderstand. And I know that misunderstanding is inevitable, but I always wanna just come from a place of like calm center and support. So that way I can like be there so much for other people. Um, But the point is like, I can't, as much as I like to hear about other people similar, individuals in their life or people that play similar roles or hold such a strong place in their hearts. Uh, On some level, it's like unless you meet these people, I don't know why it would either come up or why you would like care on some level. I don't know. But Speaking of caring on some level, I love when people tell me their dreams. I mean like in in life, I guess too, but I mean more about like when they sleep and I think that's a common... I think that's kind of how I feel in some ways, about people telling me about those that are in their life. <laughs> I'm just like, cool, like I am glad to know it, but I have no, there's no placement for it. Whereas, and that's how people feel a lot about being told dreams, I guess, but I love when people tell me their dreams. I think it's so fun. It's so cool. Not even in like a psychoanalysis way. I'm like, that's such a funky story. Your brain just came up with that in your sleep. That's so, so sick. Um so yeah <laughs> but I don't know, I was just I think I'm very lucky in so many ways to I mean I just I mean I am but I just wouldn't have gotten through anything without those that I love and so I owe well, my whole life to them and I'll we'll never forget that, it's literally not possible, it's just anything, it's just something I exude, and yeah, I've had a lot of great, like, cultural influences as a result, because I really do, I take interest in my, like, people that I relate to, um, their interest as well, and I always ask for, like, book recommendations, or what movies have they been liking, even if it's just, like, Family, like my aunt and uncle, like when we're catching up, I will just be like, "What do you recommend? What do you got for me?" That kind of thing. And yeah, so because I've spent so much time alone, like ultimately, yes, as an only child with a single parent, I it was—it's just me. Left to my own devices a lot of time. My mom made sure that I didn't have to worry about many things, but I did. I was very much responsible for myself in many ways. I did raise myself, um, but I'm so grateful for, like, the influences that I had curated for me, and I like, I've just always grown used to taking the recommendations people have, and that's probably part of why I credit them so much, um, to direct sources, they'll be like, oh, like, this person recommended this thing to me, that's why I watched it, um, like, when I told Delphine I watched A Little Miss Sunshine, of course I gotta credit her, she's, she's the reason why. So just be like oh I watched this it would be so false I did it because of you you're the direct influence on this change in my life um, so I just always got used to like collecting things for me to do and it also gave me an excuse to think about whatever person recommended it to me and I could be like oh like, I wonder what they were feeling when they watched this it always gave me something to talk about but it just made me that's why I never f- I've just never really felt lonely at all in my life and I think it was just because I just found people everywhere, in everything, and that's part of why I can't talk about something simple without just expanding upon it into an endless kind of oblivion of fun facts about people you don't know. <laughs> and I think that's also why I struggle with storytelling in some manner, in some respects rather. Um, and I like books people are like, oh my god, there's no plot, it's just like character development. That's my favorite thing, because it's just getting to know a person, and I feel as though it's foolish to think that that doesn't also tell you about life events, that doesn't also give you a plot, doesn't give you an insight into lived experience, because that's entirely what builds us, entirely how we understand how we relate to things, but maybe that's just the point at which it's easiest for me to decipher because it's what I relate to most. So, I do not judge those two harshly that say poor things and poor taste about no plot books and shows. <laughs> shows are a bit more difficult, but I'll give you that, because then it's just like, what are you, you going to do, show a person in the room thinking? Um, I love knowing the way people think, so that's why it's fun to read about it. I don't know. <laughs> and, yeah, so, I guess that's my little, spiel for the day. I think this one was really breathy, really windy, disjointed, I'm a little disoriented, pretty, pretty loopy. I'm not, I don't feel tired, but I'm sure it'll hit me soon. And yeah, hope that gives you some glimpse into my childhood, and if you're a friend of mine, maybe you understand things a bit better. Maybe you know things about me that you didn't. So yeah, Love Beams.